skeletal forms, burn toxic green, vacant eyes, lit with everlasting hellfire. Do you have a favorite Christmas song? A favorite Christmas song? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. Are you going to tell me what it is? Yeah, I'm. Well, I'm trying to think. I have a favorite Christmas. I have a favorite traditional Christmas song, um, which is weird because my favorite Christmas song is um, "Oh Holy Night." Oh, that one's really pretty. Yeah, yeah. But it's a weird one for me because it's all about obviously Jesus, Jesus. and. I'm a baby Jesus. Little baby Jesus. And I am not a I am not a Jesus fan. I am a (laughs) I am a pagan, so (laughs) but yeah, I still I just love it. I think it's a beautiful song. What about you? What's yours? I probably have a favorite like pop one as well, but I can't think. Well, if I had to go with a traditional one like what you said, I would say maybe Carol of the Bells. Mm -hmm. It's just so dramatic. Yeah. (laughs) but also like thank you for singing the whole thing it's like so so dramatic and beautiful and dynamic i I really love that song but yeah a more contemporary or like pop one i really like the burl lives like it's a holly jolly christmas yeah (laughs) i like the really kind of cheerful ones jolly christmas anyway will we leave this in for our opening i don't know we might cut it so Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to yet another festive. To another episode of Let's Watch Scary Movies. The Christmas, the Christmas edition. We are your hosts. I am Caitlin. I am Jenny. Welcome back. Welcome back. Today well, we're going to talk about, I should ask you. Oh. Because Jenny messaged me the other day and said she was waist deep in tinsel. So please, before we jump in, do yeah. tell us about your decorations. I, I have turned my living room into some sort of insane grotto. <laughs> it's weird because normally I record in the living room so I could show you, but I'm upstairs today in my workroom because it's fucking freezing downstairs and we have no heating apart from a fire and it makes too much noise. So I thought I'd stay up. Have no central heating in the whole house? No central heating. We have storage heaters, which are awful. I thought that was illegal past like a certain point. No, because technically we have heating. We have heating. So we have these like, they're like radiators, but basically we've got one in the bedroom, one in the living room. And then we've got one, a big one in like the dining area. Cause our downstairs office is all open plan. And then we have the electric fire, but yeah, basically they run continuously. The storage heaters overnight and you're supposed to have them on overnight. And then when you turn them off, they're filled with like, rocks that retain the heat so that they release the heat slowly throughout the day but they cost an absolute fortune to run so is this is this a newer version than central heating or an older version i don't really know but also sorry is it is it in your storage closet no it's called a storage heater because the the rocks store the heat okay and and let it let it go so yeah, guys, welcome to this really interesting, <laughs> really interesting uh, episode of Scary Movies, where we're going to talk to you all about central heating. <laughs> I 
have so many questions. So many. I just questions. don't understand it. Well, I run my heater almost constantly if I'm home because I can't stand being cold. That's because so. you're from Florida. That's my contribution to the central heating. <laughs> yes, going back to my going back to my living room, it is filled with tinsel. There is, it's all different colors. It kind of looks like an elf got into the candy closet and ate all at the Christmas candy and then vomited in my living room because <laughs> there's just like bright color tinsel everywhere and lights and it's all a bit crazy but I love it and it's well, Jenny showed me well you showed me yesterday on yes. video camera and I think it's beautiful and cheerful yeah. and joyful and just all lit up beautiful joyful like triumphant <laughs> it, is. it is it's a triumph of tinsel <laughs> are you decorating minimally I'm leaving soon so there's not really any point <laughs> like I'm not putting up my tree which sounds depressing but I'm going home yeah you're so there'll be a tree there so we're talking today about rare exports the 2010 Christmas film yeah. <laughs> well the way that they so I actually wrote this down because I thought it was really interesting the way that they describe it is a fantasy action horror which I feel like is accurate yeah definitely because I was in my the rating system of my mind having trouble with this one a little bit because I don't find it overwhelmingly scary but there are scary parts it, but yeah, equally, it's not a scary film but there are horror elements to it absolutely and then on top of that I've seen it many times probably I'd say about eight or nine times so then I thought okay maybe that's just because I know what's coming I've seen it but yet it does not diminish my love for it. Mm -hmm. I love to watch it at Christmas. And I think that in some ways I prefer it to a lot of the saccharine sweet Christmas films. Although I have a love for those too, including Hallmark films. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it, it, there are horror elements, as you say, and I love that because it just gives it that darker edge. Yeah. And, and the horror elements are not just confined to the sheer quantity of old man penis in this film. Did you do a count? Did you do a I count? I tried to do a tally, but I lost, I, I just couldn't keep up. Spoiler alert, this film is balls to the wall full of old man dick. Flaccid. Flaccid. Well, yeah, because they're running around naked in the snow in Finland. <laughs> Actually, I, I read as well, it was filmed in Norway, but. Okay, yeah. Just cold, as cold. cold, cold. What would yeah. be more scary, Caitlin? Here's a question for you. An army of naked old men running towards you with flaccid penises or an army of naked old men running towards you fully erect? <laughs> Definitely the erect version. That's terrifying. so much scarier and more horrifying. Yeah. I can see why they didn't do that. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> Especially because, you know, the main character in this film was a child so i think they were quite <laughs> this has gotten really out of hand yeah i can picture the board trying to give it like a parental advisory rating yeah. and they're like we're gonna have to go with x here it's just <laughs> erect penises everywhere <laughs> right <laughs> so what what score did you give it i'm going to go with a solid four flaccid elf penises. 
four flaccid elf penises. Yeah. I'm going to go with 4.2. No, I'm going to go with four. Yeah, 4.25 flaccid mm-hmm. elf penises. That's my rating system. Yeah. Yeah. Or my rating score. Fairly similar then. Solid. I love it, actually. <laughs> me too. Me too. And this is only the second time I've seen this. Sorry, I'm just going to be like giggling all the way through this. So. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to blame it on Christmas spirit, but I think it's just the amount of times in my notes I've written and another penis. <laughs> I did write down somewhere um, about the peen count because you old man peen one. There it is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, what you reckon? Should we get we into get in- it? Yeah, let's get into it. Now it's time for a breakdown. So we start with 24 days to go. Like our like Krampus last week, this this film is another one that uses an advent calendar to show us the passage of time, that Christmas cliche. And um, we start off in an office up on a mountain, somewhere cold and snowy. And um, we have a miner, as in someone who mines, not a child, <laughs> um, talking to to this man. And I couldn't think who the man reminded me of he reminded me of somebody like, he reminds me of someone too and in my notes I refer to him as the mad scientist he's not yeah, really a mad scientist it's not he's really like a mad a, scientist but he definitely he reminds seems, me of someone he seems mad scientist yeah and yes I'm trying to think who he reminds me of too maybe a SARS guard one of the SARS guards maybe maybe kind of you know and it's still yeah. in SARS guard so yeah this evil scientist who isn't a mad scientist he's He's funding this uh, this dig, and the miners explain to him that you know they finally found something. So, but, but what we've dug up, we thought we'd hit a tree, but we haven't, and it's sawdust, lots and lots of sawdust. Well, the mad scientist sort of explains that they used to store ice yes. in sawdust. So he's like, "We're on the right track. Keep digging." So the mad scientist gives the construction guy. A little a little sign with like rules to follow on it that includes no smoking like washed behind your ears cursing no cursing yeah because <laughs> he knows he he knows what the, the the miner doesn't know what they're digging for but mad scientist man he knows and he knows right. they're on the right track i'm gonna let you say their names first uso uso and uso and pitari Sorry. Okay. I'm sorry if I offend anybody with my um, pronunciation of these you're, names you're today. Pronunciation. Yes. Yeah. Same. I, I am not good at any sort of pronouncing. <laughs> any sort of pronouncing. Apparently, I can't even speak English today. So. <laughs> same. Yeah. It's just for a mess today. It's going to be fine. But then you get these two little boys who you see are spying on the construction site which is up on top of a mountain and they're just there's something's going on they know yeah. that he's digging something and that's when we see um the, the the two men from the first scene and they the minor guy comes up to the mad scientist and is like i think you're right and hands him what looks like a, a stick of ice there was something in it but i couldn't see what it was that was in the ice and the guy's like cradling it like a baby i do not even remember this part yeah because the boys are watching and yeah it's like the the minor guy he's like oh i think you're right and hands him 
something and it's just like a stick of ice and there's something in the ice and I was like oh is it a candy cane is it that's what I'm thinking is it a candy cane okay. or like a flaccid frozen penis maybe Since... <laughs> <laughs> and then we watch the boys they sneak back down and there's a there's a fence that you see says border so obviously this is a different country and they've cut a hole in the fence and they sneak back through and one of them oh the the mad scientist the last thing we hear him say in the scene is like always believe always and he gets up on like the top and the mad scientist gives a speech to all the construction guys just on the top of this mountain saying about how it's actually a burial site sacred grave or a burial mound yeah because he says uh we have a grave to rob for the Samoyed people of Lapland, which yeah. is the location of this film. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then the two little boys, one of them, the main character, Pietari, he, he seems to know straight out the gate yeah. that they're potentially going to wake up Santa. So when you have the opening credits, which follow this scene, and obviously the other kid who's a little bit older than Pitari is kind of teasing him about believing in Santa and is saying like, he's not real. And, and the guy who came to visit us last year was just your dad's friend dressed up yeah. like Santa. And then they get on their little snowmobiles, which I want one of those. Yeah. I, I think I wrote down somewhere. I want a snowmobile. Same. It looks so fun. Yeah. But so they ride away and then you have the opening credits, which is the little boy Pitari and he's, reading books and doing research you get a sort of research montage in the opening credits book i want called the truth about santa yes um it's got like all he's going through it's like the history of the first santa and things and you got it's like all these really old pictures and there's amazing one of like santa claus sitting on a throne of skulls and then a picture of like santa spanking and boiling a child alive yeah (laughs) so straight away you know it's not gonna be your typical Christmas film. Yeah. <laughs> it's a miracle on Playful Street or whatever it is. Nope, none of that here. There's children in boiling cauldrons. But yeah, I really love that the opening credits. Oh, and it also shows how Santa would walk barefoot in the snow. This will be relevant later. And just him torturing kids. And then you jump, then you do another advent calendar time check, and it jumps all the way until one day till Christmas. I love that as well. It's like, we're not going to waste any time. We're going straight in. And then we, yeah, we jump straight in to, we finally meet Piatari's oh. dad. Piatari's a hot, rugged, outdoorsy dad. I've yeah. got such a boner for this guy. <laughs> yeah. We were watching this. Obviously, we're, we're still, we're not in the same place at the minute. I'm in Nottingham and Caitlin's in London. Yeah, but we watched this at the same time and we were texting each other. And I'm pretty sure our messages just turned to absolute filth <laughs> every time the dad was on screen. <laughs> Why is he so sexy? I don't know. He's there like whittling a stick. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Whittle. You, you, whittle yeah, that stick. You whittle that stick. <laughs> whittle harder. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. He's sexy. I'm, he I'm just here for the eye candy at this point. <laughs> and then it shows... Pitari and he's taping up the advent calendar which I think is so cute because well, it's- he's like asleep at first and you see him sleeping like sitting up with a metal bowl on the floor and some keys so the idea is is that if he, if someone comes in 
Oh, I, I think, think it said if he starts to fall asleep and he leans oh, forward. Oh, yeah, he'll drop the keys. The keys and it'll will wake drop. Him up. They'll drop into the metal ball. Yeah, and it will wake him up. Yeah. And his dad, um, he drops the keys, he wakes up, and his dad starts shouting him from downstairs. Or from outside, sorry. And yeah, you see him like open. He, at first, he opens his ad, like, advent calendar, but then yeah, he sellotapes up day 24 because apparently sellotaping your advent calendar will stop the passage of time. <laughs> Well, he's, he doesn't want evil Santa to come because he knows. And they do, and they talk about it in, the, in this scene, actually. They reference explosions yeah, coming from mountains. Mountain. But what I didn't understand, it's like, so he gets up and he goes downstairs, he puts his boots on and then walks outside to his dad. It's like, you know, ankle deep in snow, really, really cold. And he's just in like little tighty whiteies and a jumper. Like, why is he not got any trousers on? Why would you not put... Just put on some trousers. I got quite. I'm like, what kind of what dad? I under what I understood from some of that. I think they have an outhouse, and so yeah. I think he was just needed to go pee, and so he just couldn't be bothered to put any trousers on yet. He just needed to go for a quick pee. Plus, he's meant to be eight, maybe mm-hmm. eight years old. I mean, if you had to give him an age, I'm really bad with child development, but like eight or nine, maybe. Yeah. Oh, he just he's just being a kid. That's how I saw it. Also, maybe you become somewhat impervious to the cold when you live in freaking yeah, Lapland. <laughs> probably, but I was just like, put some clothes on. Um, but yeah, he comes out and he's talking, uh, he's talking to his dad. And his who dad- is, by the way, after he's whittling that whittling scene, yeah. whittling sticks to make a trap, essentially. Yes. What you come to find out is a wolf trap. So it's a hole dug in the ground filled with pointy sticks. Jenny's favorite weapon. And he puts on top of it a pig head, which, because you kind of find out he's a butcher because he does an awful lot of walking around in a bloody apron, (laughs) which which arouses no suspicion whatsoever from anyone else. So Yeah, no. Yeah, and he's, uh, when when, uh, Pitari comes out, he's like, his dad's in the barn and he's like, oh, don't come in. I'll, I'll come in. And Pitari's like, no, I don't want to come in because he doesn't want to see. He knows his dad's butchering a pig in there. He doesn't want to. Um, he doesn't want to see it. He doesn't want to see it. So he's there. But I do have to laugh because he's butchering. And I'm just going to our uh, conversation from last night, Caitlin. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> oh, I don't mind. Oh, because he's like, daddy's working. And I'm like, daddy is working. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'm obsessed with the dad. He's fit. And then he got, to, I must have got to the butchering scene. He's like, I'd let him butcher me with his dick. <laughs> Get this in. is also around uh, the same time. Well, not too much later, I guess. We realized there are no women in this film. None. And I'd actually forgotten that. But I don't know. It doesn't bother me because it doesn't, like, sometimes. I would rather they kept it like this. Yeah, because it's trying to shoehorn people in. Exactly, because I hate when 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 things do that to fill some sort of diversity quota. You know, it's probably mainly men. Like some of them have wives, clearly, because there's kids and yeah. But we know we know kind of hear throughout the film that you know Pitari's mother has died. I think it might even be like their first Christmas without her. Um, yeah they say a lot in that scene without saying anything and i think uh and we will we'll talk about that when we get to it but uh uh, yeah it didn't bother me that there were no women it it, it didn't although there were moments where i thought it's quite sad that they can't he can't talk to his son (laughs) you know yeah but i mean 
the dad, I mean, but it, yeah, it didn't bother me. Didn't not necessarily required to tell the story. And no. I think gives it a certain, I don't know, a certain element of realness or reality because they're essentially reindeer herders or and then they slaughter and sell off reindeer carcasses that's what they do and i yeah. think realistically in lapland not a lot of women would be involved in that trade no well or, uh, yeah so yeah we see him butchering the pig and then he's saying to uh Pietaro, he's like come on we've got to go because it's the big reindeer roundup and i love this park's like everyone's got a gun <laughs> Like here, eight-year-old, yeah. eight-year-old kid, have a snowmobile and a gun. <laughs> but also, for again, for whatever reason, it didn't bother me because it's real to me. Yeah, it's it, realistic. Is re it is realistic. Yeah, and they're You're like, oh, our feeders will be brimming with meat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I want my freezer brimming with meat. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, the gun thing, yeah, you're out in the wilderness with wolves and God knows what, no one's around, it's dark two thirds of the time. Yeah, I'd probably carry a rifle too. And we see they set, they're setting up an electric pen for once they've heard of the reindeer in, and while they're doing that, Pieta, Pietari, <laughs> I keep wanting to say Atari, but that's a, a gaming console. Um, Pietari, he sees some reindeer a couple of reindeer coming towards them. He's like, they're coming, they're coming. And all the men are cheering. And then they realize after a while, it's only these two. And like, where's everyone? Where's the rest of them? They got lost. And the men are like, no, that won't happen. We've only got, these are like two skinny runts. Where are the rest? And the dads know that the men know that there's something wrong. So they go on the snowmobiles and they go and look and they find, there's like, I think they say like 138 of their reindeer are all dead. All their carcasses are just like, as far as I can see, they're all there and they're all kind of torn apart and um, like half eaten, I guess. And they're blaming Yeah, it looks like they've all been attacked. Yeah, um, and they blame it on wolves and they blame it on wolves being Russian wolves that have been scared down from the mountain by the explosive works. And then they find a hole in the fence, which they don't realize, they don't know yet that uh, who's Juso and Pieteri. Juso. They're the, who's, yeah. Oh, they're the ones that cut the, uh, cut the hole in the fence. And that's how the, the wolves got in. And uh, they're, they're standing there looking around. I love the fact whether they get to the guy, one of the guys and they're like, you know, 130, whatever it was, reindeer. Um, how much money is that? And the guy's like, 85,000 plus 22% VAT. <laughs> <laughs> I just but thought- But it oh. is, but I, I love how it's this real kind of reminder. This is their livelihood. This yeah. is everything that they have. And, and you see throughout the film as well, I thought this was well done. The house is crumbling. Their yeah. clothes are falling apart. Yeah. They clearly are living- Reindeer to reindeer. <laughs> Sidebar, Caitlin, can you name all of Santa's reindeer? Uh, Blitzer. Blitzen. Yep. Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donner, and Blitzen. There, I did it. And, and Rudolph. <laughs> I'll take that. That's only because I know the song. <laughs> you know Dasher and Dancer, Dasher and 
Comet and Cupid. Then Donner and Blitzen. But do you recall the most famous reindeer, reindeer of all? Oh. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> okay. <laughs> If you can't break out into Christmas carols during the festive episodes, when can you? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, they're uh, looking at, and, and the boys are with them when they see all these dead deer. And uh, little Piteri is like, he sure was hungry because he knows it wasn't no wolf. It was Santa oh, yeah. Claus. And he's coming to town. <laughs> and, the, and, I, and I love as well, there was a part where, during this scene you kind of turn around and it's dark and that happens a couple times in the film and it really is a reminder that they are so far north they get hardly any daylight hours yeah did you I mean that? it's not that I mean I, I spent a big chunk of my childhood in the highlands of Scotland and in winter we'd get four hours of daylight like actual day well not even like daylight daylight um it would be like quite gray I couldn't and in, handle that. But then in summer, we would um, around midsummer, it wouldn't, it would get, it would get dark maybe for an hour. So we used to all have like parties on the beach, and then in winter we'd go and we'd just see the northern lights and things like that, which were always lovely. Um, I always wanted to see the northern lights. I'd like to go to you know Norway or Finland or somewhere and see them. Definitely, I've seen them a, a few times when I lived in Scotland, but it was less. It didn't happen as often, I think, as if you uh, if you go a little bit further north. Yeah, it, Iceland, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, it, uh, it definitely it, the, the the fact that they have so little daylight. Yeah, it, it, you see it happen like, every kind of few hours in the scene. It almost seems to be that yeah, it, it goes from like daylight to dark. But yeah, so the the dads, especially Peter's dad is very angry at the loss of all their their deer because he says you know it's bankruptcy for them so he shoots the gate to the border and the guys are like this is a bad idea it's a bad idea and he's like no we're going come on kids so they get on the snowmobiles and they cross the border and they they go up to the mine and it's deserted they go they go to the building site yeah and it's it's completely abandoned they're more angry there was a lot of testosterone in this scene there was yeah and uh they they turn on the floodlights and they find like a massive hole dug up and they because the the I think the people are trying to say that were like the miners they were saying they were looking for some they were taking samples like rock samples that kind of thing but they like they weren't taking samples they were digging something up and there's a huge crater in the ground and they're like what the hell did they dig up and yeah as they're going round the the kind of camp and they're in like the kitchen area and things have just been abandoned and they even say that they sure left here in a hurry mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes and then is it the next day because yeah, the, the next thing i remember is uh Pietari stapling up the 24th as if that well was- yeah so then they go back and Pitari and uso have this kind of argument where Patari's like should we tell them that we you know should we confess yes. that we opened the hole in the gate and Uso kind of threatens him yeah he's like and I love the yeah. fact that like Pietari hands him like these pads and he's like oh put these on your bum um, but that's so then the next scene is they go back yeah to Pitari's house and he's like decked out in his armor dad yeah. is 
Dad is cooking in the kitchen and Patari's like tries to hand Uso, yeah, padding and tries to warn him basically. Yeah, about- and he's like, when was the last time you were smacked? Almost like, you know, you've obviously, we, we've both been bad. We don't want to be on the naughty list. Um, we need to be punished for our, for our naughtiness so that Santa won't get us. And yeah, he's made this armor that's kind of like half hockey gear, half random stuff. And yeah, then he, then Huso doesn't. He's, got, he's got cardboard over his bum, so he yeah. can't get beaten with a switch. It's yeah, very cute. It is. And his friend doesn't believe him and, and leaves. And then we have kind of a, a sweet scene between Pietari and his dad, where this is where it kind of, they kind of, make it clear that the mum is no longer in the picture um, because the dad's making gingerbread. And I have to laugh, the only thing I see him feed his son throughout this entire film is gingerbread. It's like- Well, he he tries to make a ham or a turkey or a pig or some sort yeah, of meat. And he, and he leaves it overnight. Yeah. It's just a really slow oven. I don't know, but yeah, he burns it. And you're right. Other than that, all they eat, any of them is gingerbread. Yeah. But yeah, you have this really sweet scene and it's kind of, I forget exactly how they worded it about mom. Like, oh, like the gingerbread mom used to make. Yeah. But no one says outward, like, I miss her. No, no. How they are just, you? How are you feeling? Do yeah. you want to hold hands? There's no, <laughs> there's no like, let's talk about our feelings or deal with our grief or process anything on any level. And this is where you think a little bit about how a town full of mainly men, Yeah. you know, Maybe they're lacking communication. The dad isn't completely emotionless because you have it where basically he like Pietari's like, oh, what would happen if I if I didn't exist? And his dad's like, what do you mean? And he said, um, oh, what happened if I disappeared? And his dad says, you should disappear up to bed. <laughs> and like yes. says, and then and then the dad starts to cry. And I've even written, he's got like sexy man tears. Oh, so hot. But I do think that he, yeah, that scene you kind of, it's he's not a bad father. He's doing the best that he can. Clearly he's grieving over his wife and he loves his son. That much is clear, but I don't think he's particularly affectionate or kind of a gruff dad. So, yeah. So the next morning... It's Christmas Day. Yes. Zero days till Christmas. We get another little um, countdown. And the dad is, I think he goes to light the fire and there's a bear trap that Pitari's put in the chimney. And so he shouts down for his son. And I love that Pitari wakes up, hears his dad shouting and puts his rifle on. Just this morning, don't forget your rifle. Yeah, so- it just makes me laugh as well. Like, so he runs down, uh, the dad's trying to light a fire and it, it, something explodes. So it almost looks like to begin with, like something's like jumped out at him. Um, yeah. Harry runs downstairs with the rifle and dad doesn't take the rifle from the son and, and use that. He just picks up a chair and he's like, yep, I'm going to, whatever it is, I'll fuck it up with this. And it was just a bear trap that his son had, his son had left. As you do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... And he's Settings. like, you almost, you almost killed me. Um, and that's when the son, when Pietari realizes, I think he looks out the window or he's outside. Oh, he goes outside for uh, to pee because I'm just going to pee in the snow. And he's standing there looking and he realizes the pig's head's gone. And he calls his from dad. His dad comes trap, running. Out yeah. And he's mm. like, it's gone. And then they're looking around, looking for a wolf in the trap. And his dad spots 
a, a body of a, of a man and you can just see him go like shit someone's been wondering you know someone's fallen into my trap and died so he doesn't let the the, the sun see um, and there was also a part and i think it may have been earlier or it may have been in this scene where patari looks out the window and he sees footprints outside yes. his upstairs window in yes. the snow and yeah, he asks the dad have you been up on the roof and the dad's like what are you talking about yeah stop asking me stupid questions no i've not been up on the roof so the dad runs out to check on the trap yeah and they find and he, he spots there's a it's not a wolf in the trap it's a person and he thinks they're dead so he sends uh, his son inside and won't let him see um makes him eat lots of lots of gingerbread and says he can't go he can't look and then you hear like a car pull up and it is the dad's friend that um we are just going to call the dude because he looks from big lebowski at this point he's dressed like santa which i loved yes Uh, because basically he's the the guy who's gonna go around and visit everyone dressed as santa he even says he's like i like the fact that he's like not particularly fussed that there's a dead body he's like well it shouldn't come snooping around your yard um (laughs) and then they find an id because it's a really old man's body that they find and they find ID and it's from the construction company that were up on the mountain. And it's a much younger man. And he's got like an American passport as well. And so, it, it, you know, the, it's a younger man in the picture and his date of birth. I think it's tried to submit that, that somehow this man has aged quite rapidly. And yeah, they're like, oh, well, what are we going to do with this body? And then they both look at all the butchering tools. Just like, I love that the first place they go. And the guy, uh, the dude's just like taking off his Santa suit. Like, yep, yeah, I'll help you. This, I'll help you dismember this body. And then I have to go and like <laughs> deliver some presents to some kids. <laughs> hey, it's Lapland. That's how yeah. we do things. And then we have the bit where they realize that he's not dead. He's alive. Yeah, they go to put his hand under the saw and he pulls it away. Yeah. And he doesn't really move or anything. But I think while this is happening, like, Pietari is off. Well, he goes to look for the dude's son. who I can't remember what his name's supposed to be. He's one of the other kids. And instead, he finds the creepy wooden doll. Like, 100%, 100% possessed by Satan himself doll. The effigy. Um, yeah, yeah, they're really creepy. Yeah. But wait, 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 wait. Oh, no, no. So they go, oh, they go to find Uso. So this, is before, basically- that, this is before that because we find, he goes to find you so later on when he's at his house. That, so I think, forgive me because I was confused. I think that effigy that he finds in the pit is meant to be him. Ah. So and, that, and that, and that, that Santa, or that, what you come to find out is a little evil old man elf, is he was going to steal Pitari and leave the effigy in his bed. Yes. Because ah. of the trap, he didn't make it interesting that makes a lot more sense than because i couldn't remember why he found it but yes that makes sense and so then pietari comes to like the outside because he wants to see what's what his dad and the dude are doing and so he's like stood outside the barn like looking through the butcher house like looking through the window and you see i kept calling it the butcher room i don't know what it was it was like a a, 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 uh it's like an outbuilding where they do where he butchers animals yeah, so not connected to the house, and he has to walk outside to access an it. It's you know, it's just a, it's just a, a man, but he's got space. Uh, yeah, I love it because the uh, the old naked man is like wrinkling his nose because he can smell the children. And he's like, I, 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 I really like that. It's creepy. And then we hear Pizzeri and his runs when he realizes this, and he starts to run. And the dad is like, "Shit, my son's gonna rat me out that 
we've like because the the wolf traps are illegal. We find out. Um, yes, that he dug, and he's like shit. He's gonna go and tell someone. So his dad starts following him in the car uh, to pick him up, but the police car picks him up and drives him back to the house. So the dad follows and gets out, and um, or someone else's house. I'm not really sure where they are. Um, well, they I think oh, it's my guess. It's Uso's house, isn't it? Because yeah, so Katari yeah. asks them to take him to Uso's house. Yes, because also we kind of missed this part the night before, I believe. Oh no, maybe it's after when he starts calling all the other kids. Yeah, it's after because he realizes he's okay. the one. And the policeman is saying to Uso's dad is is angry because. Oh no no! I know what it is. The police car is on the way to Uso's house because Uso's dad called the police to yes. report the fact that someone has stolen all of his potato sacks. Yes. And he's like, this is so weird. And he says to um, the dad, the policeman, he's like, this is really weird. All the radiators have been stolen. And now the potato, sta- potato sacks. Um, hair dryers. Yeah, the wife's hair dryer's gone. And Peter is like, oh, can I go see, where's Uso? And he says, like, oh, he's probably still in bed. So he goes in and he's like, nope, it's just a creepy doll. And yeah, it's just a creepy effigy. What was even creepier, I thought, was he comes out and he's like, oh, Uso's been taken, Uso's been taken. And one of the policemen's like, oh, he's probably out chasing girls. When I was his age, what you do is you get a pillow. I'm like, was the police sheriff just about to tell like an eight to 10 year old boy to fuck a pillow? Because that's what it sounded like. That is what it sounded like. The dad's like, whoa, 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 like, stop him. Was he going to hump the pillow, practice kissing the pillow, use the pillow to like pretend to be him so we could, you know, sneak out? Like, what? I was going with the story. Get these pillows. And yeah. (laughs) And while this is happening, the dude has been left with the uh, naked old man. And the naked old man starts like whispering something really low. Uh, and he can't quite hear, which, what, just, no, I'm sorry, if I can't hear you, you got to speak up, I'm not getting close to you, and he gets close, and the naked old man chomps his ear. Chomps his, bites his ear off, yeah. Yep, and you get this really amazing shot, I'm not sure if it's, if it's at this point, or a little bit later, because obviously we're still in, like, the butcher house, and he's naked the old man's like looks got really bad jaundice his skin's all like yellow and he's all wrinkly and gross um his long straggly beard yeah and you're gonna get this shot looking down on him through all the like hanging meat hooks and i really loved that it was just like cold and bare and you know you've got this like naked man all curled because he's like curled up like into himself and yeah it's it's really it is like really creepy and gross and I think as well, the first time you're watching it, you don't know what's going on. So no. you're just thinking, who is this creepy old guy that bites yeah. people's ears off? So the, the dad brings Uso's dad, whose name is Amo. Yeah. Amo? Amo. He says, I need you to translate. We've got this guy who he thinks is American because he found the American passport. We need you to come speak to him, like translate into yeah. English. So they bring him in and... The dude is like, you guys be careful because he's not human. And then you have this scene that I love where the old guy is crouched down on the ground, just staring. And yeah, just because of his appearance, his emaciated appearance, and he's all kind of dirty and like just crouched like an animal. It's it's really, it's really creepy. So the effigies are creepy. The elf guy is creepy. The he smells the children. I mean, that yeah. is 
it's, it's, it's it, like there's a lot of horror elements in this um without it necessarily being like a, a scary film it's just a very unsettling i think and yeah we have it where the guy the the old man uh the old gross man he had clothes with him i think he had like a jacket and things that they find with him um that's how they know he was with the id and the passport and and things and it has a, like a walkie-talkie like a radio and well it, it all belongs to the i think what they're implying is that this mr green or whoever is not who, who the old man is he's killed a construction worker with that name and then taken the guy's jacket passport uh, see, i thought it was that they somehow turned them all into like these old men do you know i did think about that but they don't ever say that so the feeling that because when because when the mad scientist radios on the walkie-talkie he's looking for mr green he's like do you have my delivery mr green it's it's santa that's that's why i presumed that the old man that they was him was him but he's just been like transformed into a kind of almost like a zombie-esque he's a old elf now creature yeah i don't know i you could be right we'd like to know what do you think listeners (laughs) yes you tell us because i thought it was different i thought that he probably attacked and killed that construction guy because they have no problem killing people no, it was just the fact that when they get up, when they go, went up there earlier, there were no bodies. There was no sign of of blood or anything. That's um, true. That's true. They just they'd all just vanished. But yeah, the radio comes through, and yeah, we have the mad scientist guy from the beginning, and he's like, "Mr. Green, Mr. Green, is my package here? Is Santa ready to fly? That kind of thing." And what did you say? Huso's dad was called oh, Amo. Amo. He realizes that this guy wants him and because the the mad scientist is like who are you who are you and they decide to ransom basically this guy the old man to this company because he's like because the the mad scientist thinks they have santa so they think as in the finnish uh, reindeer herders they think that okay maybe it's santa and he and it's worth money okay so let's try and get our money back so they tie him up and eat gingerbread. Yeah. <laughs> but this oh, is also they, they scream at him. They're like, wake up, grandpa. We need money. <laughs> yeah. Then they poke him with a stick. But when they do time up, then you get your first old man peen. Ding, yeah. ding, 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 ding. Take a shot, old man peen. <laughs> yes. And and Pietari takes his dad. He's like stood outside and he's like, dad, you need to smack me and hands him a switch. And he's like, come on, dad, spank me, spank me. And his dad's like, what? No, like there's, there's like craziest shit going on right now. What the fuck? Why do you want me to spank you? And then he tells him, he's like, look, we made the hole in the fence. And you have this thing where it's like, yeah, it goes back in. It's the old man and they, they think he's Santa. And it's like, oh, it's a naked bitey Santa, I wrote. And <laughs> he know he he like smells and like starts responding because Pietari's in the building. And his dad's like, do you know this guy? And he's like, he knows all the kids. And the, the men are like, what? And it's like, he knows all the kids. He's been spying on us. He is Santa Claus. And they're all just sat eating gingerbread. And I will say as well, like the first time I saw this, and even last night, because it had been so long since I'd seen the film, I'm like, oh yeah, it's Santa. That's yeah. The yeah. whole time, that's kind of what you've been led to believe, that he 
has all these behaviors and so that Pitari's talking about and so okay this is Santa they've got him yeah but it's so much worse than that actually and they're gonna sell him and they yes to- yeah they go to do the exchange yeah um I got very confused because they go to the airport to meet the meet the mad scientist with the airport their- they don't go to the airport they, they go to they go to the mountain they go back to like the yeah, but there's like a runway and there's there's hangars because that's where they're storing everything. Yeah, and they've got the they, they arrive in a helicopter. Yeah, yeah, he's in a helicopter, and the guys, the reindeer men, are all there ready to sell Santa. And as they're waiting for him to land, Huso's dad finds a hairdryer on on the uh, on the floor, and he picks it up, sniffs it, and he's like, "Oh, this is my wife's hairdryer." And I was like, <laughs> "Does does his wife have?" hairdryer a particular smell maybe because it smells like her hair and so he was like identified smell like your hair your hair dry sniff it i was gonna, I was gonna right now should i yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's sniffing the hairdryer it does a little bit smell like hair product but not really yeah. It's a plastic object. It doesn't really retain scent. No, that's why I was confused. But yeah, they get. I thought he. Sn- I thought he sniffed the hairdryer to see if it had been used recently. Like maybe it would smell like that little bit of burning smell yeah. that you get. Yeah, but then she's <laughs> the like, he sniffs it. it still like, like this is my wife's. <laughs> it's very strange. <laughs> maybe his wife smells really like really strong. <laughs> anyway, we, this is where, and we've got um. The mad scientist is back and he's like, where is my cargo? And I love the fact they've put him in a cage and they've put him in the dude Santa suit. Yeah. <laughs> and, to make him look more like Santa. So, and the mad scientist is looking at Santa in the cage and he kind of touches him. And while this is happening, you kind of see Pietari looking at one of the hangers and it's got 24 on the door. So it's like the the last door basically of his uh, a little nod to the advent calendar because he didn't want to I did I did love that yeah, it was I just kind of that. a little delight the mad scientist just starts like looking around at everyone and he's like very quiet he's like put down your weapons and smile and everyone's like what he's like this isn't Santa it's one of his elves and he's like so don't basically we're going back to his rules before you know don't swear don't curse um he was like be polite and, yeah <laughs> while he's like looking you kind of notice that something some there's some these all these like old men are appearing all around and you see you know people getting dragged off suddenly into the darkness oh his pilot they take they, they, they take his pilot and they kill the pilot they shoot something at him don't they at his head no no they, then, so you see the pilot like get dragged off and you see oh, the yeah. on the floor and then mad scientist gets killed by a naked old man with an axe to the head and yes so they, Pietari goes into bunker or you know, hangar 24 and there's this huge block of ice and you can see some horns protruding from it and all the radiators are around him and the hair dryers and things. Basically, they like, you know, the elves have built him a nest and they're trying to defrost Santa and you hear all this noise and all, it's all the kids, all the missing kids are, in, are tied up in potato sacks and... Uh, <laughs> The dad, all the adults are like, what the fuck is happening? And Pietari's like, oh, yes, soon they will be smacked. 
Like <laughs> he's just at this point, he suddenly grows a massive pair of balls and just takes charge. He and no takes one seems, full control. Yeah, full control. Like shouting, like shoots the gun to get all the adults' attention, and he's like, "I am in charge now. I have a plan." So uh, he, yeah, he comes up with this plan, which is quite brilliant, and he says. Let's use the kids in the sacks as a, as a lure, basically, to lure the elves away. So he gets the dude who, thank goodness, he has knows how to pilot a helicopter. That's yeah. massively convenient. So he gets the dude to use gingerbreads to distract the elves yeah. so he can sneak out into the helicopter. They tie the kids in sacks, like, to a big, I don't know how you call it, like, net it's almost? Big, underneath. Yeah, like a big net, underneath the helicopter and then they it rises up in the sky and the elves follow the follow the helicopter and he's flying he's flying it towards the pens because he's like herding the the, reindeer pens yeah down to the uh to the pens and while this is happening there's an army of naked elves so this is the point where i lost count and you know i couldn't keep up with the uh flaccid old man penis tally it was just you know wall to wall it was an overwhelming number of them there was an <laughs> overwhelming number of pe- peni is that the plural <laughs> like cacti yeah <laughs> but um yeah so so he lures the the elves away to the reindeer pens and in the meantime you've got Amo and the dad sticking dynamite sticks all yes. into the block of ice, block and, of ice. Cut, and the horns were protruding. It was very Krampus. Horny Santa, yeah. And so they cut the horns off, which they know. never really say no. why or no. But yeah, they. But while um the dude and Pietari are like flying to herd all the elves, and he's like weirdly cat like smiling and grinning, and it's like yes, and he says to the dude like pretend they are reindeer. Like, what and heard them for meat, and then I've written underneath, he's like, Is he gonna be a pimp? Because that's basically <laughs> he opens the gates. Oh, they couldn't get the gate open, so Peter has to jump down because he's hanging on the net to open the gates to let the elves in. And he's basically stood there waiting because he, re- he realizes it's the only way to do it, and you know, he's not going to survive because he can't get back out again. And he stood there and he shouts, shouts up to uh, the dude. He's like, tell my dad what I did. And he just stands there waiting to get killed by this like stampede of naked men. With old, weapons. They're all carrying weapons. naked men with weapons. And it was like <laughs> a really twisted version. The ultimate sacrifice. It almost reminded me of like Mufasa in The Lion King getting killed by the stampede of wildebeest. But rather than wildebeest, it was just an abundance of old man pain old man pain and so but at the last second as Pitar, as it's all very dramatic and Pitar yeah. is like me, come at me bro army of, of of old men to uh come and kill him hot dad the, saves the day yeah hot dad explodes the santa the santa ice and and all of a sudden the elves lose their connection yeah to santa, and they're all just and they're, like stood there like whoop and their mission like now yeah. what now what do we do and this is and yeah you get this like really cheesy like slow motion smile from Peter at this point he's like ah, ah, ah. And jenny's demonstrating i am for the, 
it's you're really missing out here <laughs> I, I, I feel sorry for everybody and then they count and he's like right so this is at this point the dads and everyone are back at the pens it's like oh 198 santa claus is how much is that worth and um Huso's dad ammo he's like well if one of them was worth eighty five thousand, and he works out that they're worth like you know millions and millions it's like plus 22 percent vat basically it's like he so I'm a bit I have concerns about Pia Terry to be honest because rather than being like right all these men if my theory that all these old men are actually they've been like transformed and they were people with lives and things rather than being like right let's get these guys to a hospital and and you know see if we can help them recover their memory he goes straight to slavery <laughs> straight there he's just like right now you know now we're going to uh have a business with selling all these men we're going to train them yeah we're going yeah. to yeah basically um not hypnotize but you know yeah so <laughs> mind control them into being like mall santas we get a bit of a time jumps again we get the advent calendar come up and it's like you know 312 days to christmas and you see them in this big shower block and yeah they're like showering all these old men off and cleaning them up and more old men came in case yeah, you there's a, didn't yeah, get enough yeah, there's a, there's a, in case you were worried that there wasn't enough old men peen um we now get a load more and yeah it's kind of like a bit of a montage of them training these elves to be santas and it's like a weird version of the um like the the assassin training academy from black widow <laughs> but yeah and it's like there's this bit where you've got um pietari sitting on his dad's lap with and and they're like traveling up and down like on this like chair moving in front of all of these like santas and there's a present and like this and the dad hands pietari a present and all of these santas are sat there with like a toy like a box wrapped up box and like a toy child and it's trying to show them how, you know, if a child sits on your lap and you give them a present. And I just love this is one that picks up the board, the child, just throws it on the floor and gets the present. And they're like, no, and like pinch his ear. And then one of them does it really <laughs> well. He's like stroking this like fake child. And they're like, yes. And they graduate him by putting his Santa hat on him and moving the pom-pom from one side to the other. And we see them like putting him in a box. <laughs> labeled zanzibar so he is he has completed his uh his his santa course he is Santa graduated. training is complete and do you know what else i wrote that scene where pitari and his father his father's like demonstrating yeah. to the santas like here's how you treat a child i said pitari finally gets some affection from dad <laughs> this is what it took maybe if he had <sighs> more affection he's he would have gone straight into running some sort of elf pimp service and yeah, the company that the, the, their company is called Rare Exports, and, and that's and there you have it. That's and I think it's well. worth mentioning as well. The film is just really dotted throughout with really dark humor. Yes, which which I really appreciated. Even that final scene, the part where the Santa explodes and yeah. the dad's hat sort of shakes in his face, and well, you know, is that, that joke that um one of the the other guy who's helping him i think it's like ammo when they're when they're drilling all the blocks of the drilling into this big santa block to stick dynamite in 
he's like, well, you always wondered how he got to be everywhere at once. Blow <laughs> <laughs> Santa chunks everywhere. That explains it all. <laughs> I think it's a quite straightforward, sort of entertaining, very, very amusing, darker Christmas story. I love yeah. it. This I is love why it. I rated it so highly. I really like it. It's weird because I've I've scored this one higher than I scored Krampus, but I actually think I enjoy Krampus more. I think Krampus is obviously scarier. I rated this higher than Krampus because I feel like it's just a little bit, that little bit more sort of entertaining. I don't know. It's, it was only the second time last night that I've seen this. I watched it last year and I didn't remember it until I was kind of reading the synopsis before I watched it and I was like oh yeah now I remember this is the one with all the penis and (laughs) my husband kept saying oh you've seen this we've seen it we've seen it and I couldn't remember and then as we started watching it last night he was like oh I think I was thinking of a different film we have seen this but we've also watched a different film I'm not sure there are there are quite a few good Christmas like horror films these days yeah but I was just going to give a little bit of just info about the film because it's directed by Jalmari Halander, who is a, a quite well-known Finnish director, but he does a lot of sort of commercial things. Mm-hmm. The film is mostly in Finnish with, with subtitles. There is some English, like at the beginning, the mad scientists and the construction guys, like they speak English, but mainly in Finnish. And the mountain that is in the film, it's meant to be the home of Jolopuki. And I'm probably murdering this pronunciation, but Jolopuki is, and this, this information is coming from Wikipedia, but he's a figure in Finnish folklore that helped shape the modern day version of Santa. And the name means literally Yule goat. And Jenny has a Yule goat and they're usually made of straw. Yes, I have one here. It's called a Yule Bokken, I think. He's but it's from a pagan tradition. Yep. And he is my little Yule goat and I love him. He comes out every year. He's made of he's made of straw and he's my little buddy. <laughs> he's very cute. But I loved in, in reading about these sort of like pagan traditions, it says that in some parts of Finland this still happens. I don't know how accurate that is, but it says that the custom is a person in a goat costume would perform for leftover food. And so they'd be offered kind of leftovers from Christmas dinner or a drink. <laughs> It's customary to give them a drink and then and then they go on their way. I like that because when I when I got this uh Yule Bokken a few years ago, I remember I was really worried that he would get I was in town with my husband. We were Christmas shopping and I was worried that he would get bashed because he is made of straw. So I was walking around carrying him like this. I'm demonstrating to Caitlin how I'm like holding him. And we were walking mm-hmm. through all these crowds, and Andy was like, What are you doing with that goat? I'm like, Oh, well, he makes people move out of the way. My poor husband just shook his head and he was like, Christmas shopping with witches, man. And then we went to, um, we went somewhere for dinner and had, it was actually a Thanksgiving dinner. There was a place in, in Nottingham that used to do Thanksgiving dinners every Sunday. And we went and had Thanksgiving dinner in this bar. And I did this like entire photo shoot where my Yule Bokken, he was having a drink. He was eating my leftovers. <laughs> so yeah, he, kept, he entertained me and in return got, to eat my leftover food and oh, leftover food oh that's perfect i feel like you should find these photos and post them on yes, our social media well I, I definitely they are uh, they're on my my instagram so i'll be able to find them and yes i will post them 
But I actually, I would like to learn more about this because I find it all really interesting. And then I, I actually messaged my Finnish friends and I asked, I asked her, how common is this story really? Because I think sometimes Wikipedia really is optimistic in terms of these things. <laughs> and she, and she said, it's not too well known, but the Jolopuki is evil in some Russian children's stories. So maybe it was inspired by that. I would, I'm actually going to dig into this because I find it really, really fascinating. Yeah. And, and listen to this, Jolo Puki as that figure versus Santa Claus receives over 500,000 letters each year from oh. children. I want to write yeah. It says mainly from Poland, China, and Italy. So I don't know why those specific regions, I, I, you know, it didn't say any particular oh. reason for it. But yeah, I just thought that was really cute. I want to write to him. Jolo Puki, yeah. Wait, you have to find the address. Yeah. I'm guessing it's going to Finland somewhere. So maybe I think you can't address mountain. it to Finland. <laughs> mountain. <laughs> <Just right. laughs> mountain top, Finland. Well, it says Jolo Puki. Maybe they know. Yeah, you know? maybe. Like when you write Santa Claus North Pole. Yeah. Where does it all go? I'm not sure. But <laughs> and people, because you know, people do all kinds of crazy shit. People still write to Sherlock Holmes. I remember when I went to the Sherlock Holmes Museum, they get thousands of letters all the time and from adults as well not just children like full-blown adult letters to sherlock holmes who's not real but santa is but santa is yes. agree well yeah enjoyed that film very good I, I did definitely enjoy that film i'm actually um i'm really loving these these christmas films we've done krampus we've done now done, done rare exports we've got one more week of christmas um, no, two more. Do we? I think maybe. I don't know. This will go out on this episode. Will air on the fifteenth of December. So then we've got one more Wednesday before Christmas, which is the twenty second. Because yeah, we're actually recording. We're a little bit of ahead of ourselves at the minute, which is good because you know with Caitlin traveling back to America and things, things might get a little bit crazy and just general Christmas madness. Um, so we've tried to get ahead of ourselves a little bit. So yes, we're actually recording this a, a week earlier. Um, we can keep the Christmas theme going. Exactly. So yeah, we're, we've got next week's uh, film lined up. We know what we're watching. Shall we tell them? Nope. It's a surprise. It's a Christmas surprise. But listen, contact us as usual. We we ask you kindly, reach out, send us messages, send us suggestions, let us know your thoughts, feedback to us. We appreciate you listening. We do. We want to know your favorite Christmas films. Favorite yeah, Christmas song. Your favorite Christmas song. Yes. Uh, if you want, you can even leave us voice notes on Anchor. So if you want to, you can sing us your favorite Christmas song, and we might even play it in next week's episode. That would be amazing in our Christmas in our Christmas extravaganza episode. So yes, you can find us in all the usual places. You can find us on Instagram, on Facebook. You can listen to us basically anywhere. And please talk to us. Rate, review, subscribe. Come to our house. Give us hugs and, and we, kisses. Hugs and kisses and hot chocolate. Merry December. Merry December. All right, brothers, cake, take us out. Bye. Bye.